Hey, what's going on? You're listening to Indie Music Diaries with me, Lockie. It's a podcast where I have casual conversations with real musicians. I'm so excited to be sitting down today with Veronica Lawson, who is a musician from my area who I consider to be the busiest musician I know. She's um, she's well known for posting the monthly gig guides where she has a countless number of shows every single weekend. I don't know how she does it. And... Um, but we talk about that a lot in this episode in terms of how to sustain yourself as a music business and especially when it gets when it comes to the um, when you're playing for weddings and, and corporate gigs that sort of thing so veronica's really heavy into that sort of thing so if you're interested in that sort of field this episode is going to be great for you and we also talk about sort of twitch streaming and, and then the future of music and what that looks like veronica is doing really really well on twitch at the moment and um it's a platform that's really doing well for, for for a lot of musicians and obviously if you don't know twitch a live streaming platform initially started out as sort of a like a gaming platform for for gamers to stream um, their gameplay but it's becoming a, a really good platform for musicians especially it's obviously been accelerated in our current climate and musicians are looking for ways to connect with their audiences and obviously there's you know everyone's got live streaming now you know instagram live facebook live it's everywhere but Twitch is different in a way. It's got, we talk about in this episode how Veronica talks about how she's connected with people from all around the world and has gained fans that she wouldn't, you know, any other way. And Twitch has that, has a unique reach in, in that sort of way. So, um, yeah, after chatting to her about it, I was like, really keen. I'm really keen to sort of get into the Twitch world now and hopefully I can get some streams of my own going um, sooner rather than later. Uh, but yeah, ho- hopefully you, en- you enjoy this episode. Of course, all of Veronica's stuff is linked down in the description, her link tree, where you can find her Twitch streaming and all that. Um, and in other news, the debut EP has been out for just over a month now, which is very exciting. My debut EP, Crush On You, you can stream it um, just about on every streaming platform available. And Roommate Sessions has kicked off. The Roommate Sessions, which is basically, so I live with my drummer, which is pretty great. And obviously, being here in Greater Sydney, we are currently in lockdown, so... Um, we've we've put together this little uh, this fun little this fun little video series of of sixty seconds six, sixty second jams and um, it's available on all of my social medias. Again, you can find my link tree in the description of this podcast. But um, I think you can head to YouTube if you want to catch the first one, which is out right now. A mix of uh, little original jams and there'll, there'll be some covers in there as well. And so it's pretty much just guitar and drums the whole way. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Make sure to check out Roommate Sessions and, and stay subscribed if you want to keep catching those. Um, but let's jump into the episode right now, guys. Um, this is Veronica Lawson and Lockie on the Indie Music Diaries. Joining me for this episode of Indie Music Diaries is, is a musician um, from my area here on the Central Coast of New South Wales, Australia, who I've sort of, I've always seen in, in, in this sort of the local scene here and has always been one of the prevalent sort of musicians, I think, in this area. Um, her name is Veronica Lawson. How's it going, Veronica? It's going good. How are you? <laughs> I'm really, really good. Stoked to have you on the podcast. And and you were someone that I've wanted to get on for a while because um, I've, I've, funny enough, I've, I was thinking about this before because I have said this to a couple other artists. I actually said it to Nick Reed, who, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and we ha- I had on the podcast a couple We of- love Nick. Yeah, we love Nick. Yeah. And I, I told him how, like, I, he's one of the busiest musicians I know. You're up there with, with one of the, with certainly in the top, in the top mm. five busiest artists I know. Um, so have a, have a, I'll let you explain sort of like what your story is and sort of uh, 
um, what you do in music. Basically, like, who are you and sort of what's your role in music? What do you do? Who, who am I? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mostly do solo stuff. So it's mostly just me and my guitar. And in the last, I think, year and a half, I've started bringing, like, live looping and, like, I've actually taken it out of the shot, but, like, yeah. my little uh, Kai keyboard with my fat beats on it. So um, playing pubs and clubs and, like, good from the good ones to the worst ones. I'm trying to wean off the worst ones. but <laughs> And then, obviously, doing, like, weddings and corporate stuff, which I'm trying to kind of head more towards at the moment. Obviously, COVID's taken a massive... Um, like had a massive impact on that which is the pain um but yeah so I'm trying to move towards the the wedding kind of side of it with the duo so I have the duo with Ben and I so Ben and V the duo Mm. which we're trying to kind of come up with packages where we do you know DJ and MC as well as the music side of things to kind of expand so that because like obviously us all of us as musicians like we want music to be our life you know what I mean like it's really cool how we can kind of make money and support ourselves doing something that we love. And it just, oh, I just dread the day where I have to go and do something else. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I kind of want to keep in that industry as much as I possibly can. Um, and that's that's pretty much it on that yeah. kind of, is that what you kind of No, that's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Until now. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Because it, you, it it seems like you're doing so much and, and, and it's cool that you're doing such like a, a wide sort of variety of things. And especially as we get into sort of these COVID times, and we'll talk about this a bit later, but like getting into stuff like Twitch and and sort of when it get, when it comes to the social media side of things, which um, again seems to be a thing that sort of you're getting really, really um, heavily into, which is cool. Definitely. So, um, but sort of you know rewinding a back back a bit in your life, um, has music always been something that has been a part of you and your life? And when was there like ever a moment where you thought that maybe this could be you know this, this is, is it? And you could do this as like a job. Yeah. Like, um, well, I've always done music like ever since I was really little because my mum was a professional musician for like 40 years. She did eight gigs a week, eight gigs in every seven, eight gigs and seven nights on like the circuit in Sydney and the rocks and stuff. So I think she was playing pregnant with me up until six weeks of having me. So I was in there jamming out from the very beginning. Um, I started, I picked up guitar. I played piano from four till about 12 wasn't really my jam I kind of wanted to play guitar I thought it was cool because at the time most girls kind of played piano and song and I was like well I want to play guitar like it was like Taylor Swift you know what I mean like that kind of indie kind of when she was like back country back in those days so from about 10 mum taught me some basic stuff and then um, I never kind of thought it would be I always wanted it. I always wanted to be famous I was always like wanted to be a pop star right and I've given up on that recently but I think I actually remember the crucial moment where I went, this is what I want to do with my life. Before I'd even like, you know, kind of gotten to the level where I'm at now, there was a guy that came to my school when I was in primary school who used to um, go go to the school and he used to bring his guitar into school every day. And he came back when he was an adult and he played for the kids in school. Mm-hmm. And I have this vivid memory of him sitting up on the stage and going, that's what I want to do. I want to do what that guy's doing. So, yeah. and the years have gone on and I waited until I, t- I'm what, 22 now. I had to wait until I turned 18, which I feel like a lot of the young artists on the coasts have to do now because you can't play in those pubs and those kind of venues until you're a bit older. And then, yeah, when I hit 18, um, I was getting some gigs, but not really enough to kind of support myself. 
Mm. It wasn't really until I met Ben. Ben had all of these contacts. He was already so established in the industry that um, I guess it kind of became my full-time career. I have, I have to call it a career now because I don't have another source of kind of income. So yeah. even though that feels really weird, but um, yeah, so I've been doing it full-time for the last almost five, five, almost five years now. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy how far it comes. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's cool from the outside perspective, seeing, seeing sort of how hard you work as well. And I want to bring up like one of the things like, so of course, um, I think, you know, Jake as well. And we actually live together. Yes. I can't remember how Jake and I met. I was trying to think of it today because I knew you were going to ask me about that. Yeah. I just, I just can't remember for the life of me. Yeah, yeah, but I think with a lot of the muses on the coast, we sort of like yeah. just didn't know each other anyway. But, um, oh, man, what was my question? Completely. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, like, Sorry. I remember, like, we used to talk about heaps. Um, it, was, it was you and also Ben, like, the, when you posted the gig guides, which was a re- really, really cool thing when, like, basically like, every weekend or every start of every month you post the gig guide. And I remember, like, Jake and I just being like, dude, have you seen how many gigs Veronica Lawson's doing? <laughs> She's doing like 100 gigs. Like every weekend, she's doing like 20 gigs in a, in a weekend or something. And I was like, dude, yeah, crazy. And like, I used to do, I used to do a lot of those sorts of gigs like mm. a couple of years back. And I remember doing like three gigs in a weekend, and that would like that would burn me out. It wrecks you, yeah, Jaws, definitely. What? Like, how do you do it? Like, how 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 do you pull through to do so many gigs in a weekend? There's some days where I think you've done like two, three gigs in a day. Um, I how, don't how know. Do <laughs> I actually sometimes I don't know like look like with the gig guide thing before I answer that question I really wanted to bring this up um with like the heaps of gigs thing and the gig guide I remember it was me Nick Howie and Ben every month we would like compete with who had the most gigs and we'd be there like counting like I beat you by one man sucked in you know and then the following month you know they um what was I gonna say um I can't even remember what you asked me now <laughs> just about like the, the fact that you can oh how the, the stamina, stamina. Like that's right. Amazing yeah. Um, it was a lot better before my op last year, but like, look, three, four gigs a weekend was kind of like pretty chill for me. Monday was always the rest day, you know, never did anything on Monday. The biggest kind of, um, with stamina wise that would take a toll on you was Christmas time mm. where you'd have, I think not last year with COVID the year before, I think I had 30, um, 33 gigs in 31 days. Jeez. And I got to like maybe the 13th, 14th day in and I just had severe flu symptoms. Like not, not like, you know, um, in like nasal, but like, um, like, like a chest cold, do you know what I mean? Which is the worst, you know, coughing, that kind of thing. It really affects your vocals. And the thing is is that Christmas time, you just can't cancel. Mm. So I guess the thing that pushed me through was I hate letting people down. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I can't cancel. I just, I can't, I can't do it, you know. So I just rock up. Now you can't rock up sick, but before, yeah. you know, you could rock up a bit under the weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it's, it was amazing sort of seeing those and just thinking because not only like do you have to have the stamina to do that, but like you, you, you've obviously like built up such like a base of contacts and, and you sort of you've become almost like famous on the Central Coast. Of, I think you and Ben, for sort of uh, for those that don't know, Ben Woodham, who's another musician i'm hoping to get him on the podcast too um, soon he'll soon. be keen we can change the lights over <laughs> <laughs> but um just the fact that you've sort of built up like as you said you've been doing this it was 
five years you've sort of been doing this full-time now is that right yeah it probably is five years now oh five years in November because that was would have been when I turned 18 so yeah 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 and getting to that stage of doing it full-time because actually that's again going back to Nick Reed that's something that we talked about sort of doing this thing full-time which for a lot of artists can be a struggle what what's what's your sort of advice or your sort of um your I guess you know thinking for artists that wanted to be doing this full-time what, what what's what's your best advice for someone in that sort of position that you know to think that the position you're in now we're doing all these um all these shows and everything yeah well, do you have any specific advice for sort of getting into the place you are and doing it full-time I feel like that's hard because everybody it's everything's relative to each person but if I think about if someone came up to me and said hey look can you help me to get more gigs the first thing I would be getting that person to do is get themselves like a super high quality promotional video like that's the first step like go pay the money pay 500 bucks you know like you can get a good video for 500 bucks you know do a little mashup and show yourself in the best possible way and then just start sending it to everyone you know like these people like like fair play entertainment and then um jc entertainment and like the agencies plus then you can book directly through venues so even if you just start spamming i don't know terrible pub for example you know what i mean they get so many emails every day. Just send them an email once a week. You know, they're, you're a little person to them. Like they're not going to re- like, um, I guess, notice you unless you you annoy them and you bug them and you stand mm-hmm. out, you know. It, it doesn't really work walking into venues anymore and saying, hey, I'm a musician, you know, I do this, you know. Collaborating with people that already, like doing duos is a massive thing that helped me get gigs and same with a couple of my other friends, you know they'd come play with me and suddenly they'd go, oh, that's what happened with Ben and I. I played with Ben. They went, man, she's really good. Let's book her, you know, like can you do some more duos? And then Ben went, oh, she actually plays solo. And that was the thing that kind of, you know, started me off. So, yeah, I think the video thing's super important. The marketing, keeping your marketing, for me, this is really important for me, like keeping Mm -hmm. your marketing, your brand the same. So, um, like I know you recently changed your your um performer name I guess do you know what I mean but like Mm. like when you choose to make that shift you know like I I changed my name at one point I went from Veronica Lawson to V and then I had someone had a discussion with me and said look you should really just keep that um like I had too much going for Veronica Lawson to Mm. let it go and go and change to something else so I guess kind of being like true to your brand um when you do get gigs be reliable rock up don't call in sick on the day when it's like your fourth or fifth gig or you know, there's been times when I really wanted to go to a party or I really wanted to do something. And it was the first time I'd ever worked through that agency or the first time I'd ever played at that venue. And you don't have that rapport with that person yet to be able to cancel even a couple of weeks out, because if you cancel, you'll never get work with them again. You know, it's like, that's the biggest thing. So I feel like, you know, reliability is such a Mm. big deal in most industries, but especially in this. Mm. Because you let someone down once, then they're just, you know, there's so much fresh, young, hot new talent, like yeah. everywhere, especially the Central Coast, like, you know, everybody's special, but there definitely is always someone that can come and cover the gig. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's funny because we're talking so much about, about gigs and performing live. Yeah. That isn't quite happening as much. Um, it's sort no. of a little bit, you know, throughout throughout 2021, but um, unfortunately we're we're in lockdown again and it's and it's has died down hopefully back soon but that sort of segues nicely into into sort of the online world yeah and it's really interesting it, it, it's i'm really intrigued by the whole thing and 
um, specifically Twitch. Of course, you've recently gotten gotten into the Twitch thing, and it's it's funny because like Twitch has sort of been. I mean, it's obviously been around for a while, and but it seems like COVID has sort of accelerated its, I guess, its importance in the in the music yeah, popularity. It's, yeah. yeah, it's popularity, and there's so many artists now getting on there and and doing their thing. And and I'll just check before you've got you've already got what was it two hundred and I think it's two hundred sixty nine followers. Yeah, two hundred sixty nine followers already, and you, I think you only just recently started. Hey. Yeah, I think your, I've done yeah. like eleven streams or something like that. Twelve, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Only a couple of weeks now, so. And so what's your like experience been with, with Twitch specifically? And also what are your sort of thoughts in terms of, you know, shifting more online as a musician? Is that something that you want to keep doing? And, and do you think that's an integral part of being an artist, shifting to online? That's definitely something I want to do. I've realized that I could sit in my office, get dressed from here up and wear my <laughs> pajamas on the, like, seriously, I have this joke going with all the people. Like I have a few regular people from all over the world, like Texas and the Arctic of all places that are like oh, tune into my streams regularly. And we have this joke um, about my Pokemon pajama pants. Yeah. And I'm always just sitting there. You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want to be able to do that from home all the time? So there's these people that, you know, professional streamers. And I just feel like even if I could drop back, I, I've I've sat down and I've calculated the numbers, how many subscribers I would have to have to cut back by one gig a week, mm. you know, if talking financially, do you know what I mean? And there are definitely like pubs and places that I don't want to play at because it's just not rewarding. People don't care or it's kind of like those kind of dodgy venues you get harassed you know I don't want to play those places you know where you just don't feel like you're appreciated so definitely with the online community there's so much appreciation there's so much um love for what you do I don't think I've ever felt so nice and good about my music since I've been streaming on Twitch people are so calm you know just just I love everything about it to be honest especially the people the community you know Facebook platform is great but Twitch is just on another kind of level itself mm. it's yeah. you know yeah I, I don't know there's too many things about it i can't kind of go into that <laughs> this i like the, about it the, the, the thing that seems um most uh this, i think the thing that sort of sets twitch apart i mean i mean i'm very new to the to the to the app to the platform and i mean i'm hopefully wanting to do some of my own stuff on it soon but the community seems like the biggest thing and you mm-hmm. sort of touched on it there i mean the fact that you can connect with people from all over the world and they become fans of you and, you know, they've never yeah. met you, have never seen you in person. It's crazy. And, like, to think that, you know, something would have happened, you know, even 10 years ago, right? Like, it, it's so cool and I think it's so undervalued. I've, I feel like there should be more musicians getting on Twitch and, and platforms like that because it's so – it just adds a different – like you're obviously doing so much already, like sort of in the real in the real world, I guess. Yeah. Or the shows that you're doing in like pubs and bars, and then all like the corporate stuff and the wedding stuff. It just adds like a whole nother. It's like a whole nother world, and you got a whole such a wide reach. Hey, it's, it's massive. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, as I said, I think every musician musician should be should be getting onto it, and it's it's so different compared to live streaming on something like Instagram or Facebook. Hey. Well, I know that you, you and Ben, of course, do your yeah, we, the, the, Thursday, the Thursday streams as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do, do you feel, do, do, do you get what I mean in terms of like where the streaming experience is sort of different on Twitch? Like you got that community there? It's heaps better. The yeah. main thing that I think, I was going to say this before, but I was wondering if you're going to like kind of go further into it. Um, 
there's a thing on Twitch, it's called a moderator, right? So a moderator is someone that, and look, I'm only really new to this, but I just still think this is the best part about it because I'm super anti-bullying, okay? So um, on Twitch or, um, we'll actually, we'll start with Facebook, okay? So I've done live streams for venues and I'm not going to name any names because it's just, I don't really have to, where I've had um, patrons, random people, as well as like friends and family kind of jump on and be really pushy with requests or just say something nasty, do you know what I mean? And nobody kind of stands up for you in that kind of a community because it's so, you know, keyboard warrior, Mm. that person sitting at home and they're just, you know, bored and they're typing away or even just like our family and friends and stuff, you know, they're, they're sitting there and they're so excited to see you and stuff, but it's more about, um, I guess what they're getting rather than the fact that you're enjoying it too. Mm. Um, whereas on Twitch, you know, they're more like they're, they're picking the stuff that, you know, you haven't played in a while or they're going, uh, pick, um, like there's a platform you can make a request and they request, um, Veronica's choice. Do you know what I mean? Um, and the moderators, right? So somebody goes and comments something horrible, then everybody, these people can like uh, ban that specific person or kind of say something to them. There's this, all this like community that stands behind you and yeah. who you are and what you're doing. And I just think that makes it stand way above the rest of the streaming platforms. It, mm-hmm. You know, apart from all the cool things you can do, like emojis flying across the screen, but, you yeah. know, like just the people are amazing, amazing. So good. I oh, mean, what are these things you're saying about? It? it makes me really, really keen to get into it. Just to go do it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Oh, right. And um, and the fact that you can sort of like make money out of it. Like, as you said, the fact that you're sort of aiming for that subscriber sort of count so that you could replace one of your gigs. Like, again, that's the thing. Right? And that's, again, why it's sort of, I mean, I'm, I was going to say it sort of sets it apart for Facebook and Instagram, but I have seen just recently at Instagram have introduced a thing where you can like send. I don't know what it is, but you can like donate or something like that. Yeah, Facebook but, has stars now. Yeah. So you can send stars and they're a certain amount of money. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. don't know how so that it, works. It, <laughs> it, it seems it seems to be like sort of Twitch is sort of leading the way when it comes to live streaming and everyone's sort of trying to trying to follow along. Monetize is, as well. Yeah. yeah. Um mm. what I did want to ask as well in terms of in terms of gear and stuff. And and I I tuned into your Twitch live just the other day and like the first thing you notice is like how good the quality is of everything from audio to video. And you can sort of Thanks. already tell, I mean, I, that's one, I'm pretty sure it's one of those, I'm sure SM7Bs, which of course. Yes, is, it's you know, so good. Uh, it's such a popular microphone for people on Twitch too. I feel like nine out of 10 people have one. So Yes, yes. What's, what's your sort of thoughts on, in terms of gear? Because a lot of people probably, especially at sort of the grassroots level, which I guess a lot of the artists sort of that we have on the podcast are sort of at, What's your sort of thoughts on gear in terms of like if someone maybe wanted to get started on Twitch live streaming, you know, how essential is gear for you? Do you think that's really, really important to have high quality gear or do you think it's more important to just sort of get started and get out there? See, now, if I give my proper opinion on this, Ben will kill me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, for for me personally, because like because I'm a girl streaming on Twitch, I feel like what you look like and where you're positioned in a room is a lot more important than the quality of your camera. Okay, when you're talking about camera quality, like obviously as you get better, if you don't improve the quality of your camera, people are going to go, where are all my donations going? Do you know what I mean? Like um, with sound, I think as a musician streaming on Twitch, I feel like that is definitely important. But, you know, you can just buy yourself an interface, plug it into that. Really, it's only, you know, two, $300 set up for something that will sound quite good. Like Nick streams with his phone. 
Okay. Yeah. And the quality of the phone might not be as good as this massive dinosaur camera that I've got, which is not even mine. If you ask me what it is, I don't even know what kind of camera it is. Um, but the, the the point is, is it doesn't really matter what Nick looks like, what lap kind of like, look, iPhones cameras are amazing now, but it's mattering what's going through the audio side of his. So I guess as a music streamer, audio equipment at a good, high quality is pretty important. I'd rate it at so but we've all got that gear anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, you yeah. buy the interface. Like I'm running mine through like a mixer straight into my computer. So, mm-hmm. well, sorry, straight into the camera and then in through OBS. So we've already got all this stuff, the technology to do it. So. Mm. And in terms of the, the just the learning curve on, on, on Twitch and picking up stuff like that, because I've sort of been a bit overwhelmed when like looking at mm-hmm. YouTube tutorials and you have to get like OBS, like set up the streaming software and all that sort of stuff. Has it been much of a learning curve for you? Or well, as you mentioned, because you're already used to sort of dealing with mixes and microphones and stuff, has it sort of been natural to pick up? Uh, if I'm honest, we've been doing Ben and V live streams for since COVID started last year and yeah. Ben did everything. Ben <laughs> set up all, like, uh, he'd be like, okay, hey, got to go set up the stream now. 45 minutes later, it's good to go. You know, I'm prepping dinner. I don't know what was going on. Just come and sing. And when I first started streaming recently I said okay I want you to sit down and show me how to do everything just go step by step I'm going to write it down and then you know one every every time I did a stream I'd incorporate one more thing having to remember do it myself do you know what I mean until now I can just come into the room and I can set everything up myself but at the beginning like I had no idea like things like um emotes and and um i've just gone from obs to streamlabs obs so with streamlabs obs you have all sorts of different widgets and stuff and i had no idea i'm just fortunate i have a lot of friends who are streamers and stuff that could help me because some of those youtube videos like you said they're so confusing Mm. you know like it just doesn't really necessarily give you the best kind of guide there's a lot of really good you know streaming for beginners yeah you can watch those kind of videos so i guess that's kind of the best place to start I got a good grasp on it now, though. Yeah, I think, I think. <laughs> streaming for beginners is certainly stage enough. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, shifting back to sort of the real world, I guess. Yeah. But um, I wanted to talk about as well about sort of uh, as you said, you're sort of wanting to shift more into the sort of the corporate stuff and and, and the weddings. And weddings is a big thing, right? Because um, that seems to be sort of like one of the primary sort of I guess money makers for musicians. Um, shifting into that sort of world because it's almost like I sort of again I sort of did that briefly sort of doing the weddings thing and 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 it's and it can be really really fun and really really rewarding to be a part of something mm. like and I think you said something before about getting into uh I can't remember what it was did you say becoming a celebrant, celebrant? Yeah, yeah 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 that's right yeah so yeah. It, yeah is that something that you're wanting to push more into to sort of like start to lean more into that side of things well yeah I literally just got my qualification back the other day so yeah. I'm, I'm a celebrant now which is really cool so, yeah, thank you um I was actually going to start reaching out to people like you and Nick and that kind of a thing is and start putting packages together where you know I'm the celebrant for someone's wedding and then you know I, I push the fact that a live musician is so much better than having it on an iPod do you know what I mean you should pick out of these five people that I have available and you know package it all together so you can kind of be more of a part of their day a lot of people will go we just want you for reception and you go okay if you just want us for reception can do you have a celebrant you know that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean trying to keep yourself more in that area and um I just feel like it's such a positive environment to work in no one's ever having a bad day like if it rains it sucks but like everybody's there to celebrate love why wouldn't you want to work in that all the time you know true 
So true, so true. That, that that's so good. And as I mentioned, it, it can be such a rewarding experience from from the weddings that I've done as well. So yeah, I don't blame you for, for wanting to push into that sort of thing as well. Um, hey, it's been so great to chat, and 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 I feel like we could keep going on and on about sort of all the things that you're doing. Um, what, was there anything else I wanted to ask? I don't think so. But like honestly, hearing this, the like just seeing the stuff that you're doing and hearing you talking about it now, it just motivates me, like as a musician, to keep working on my craft and and from a business perspective as well. Because not only have you sort of nailed your craft, but you're sort of nailing it business wise, from what it seems as well. Have you got any sort of, I guess, final tips in terms of maybe that business side of things for musicians? I mean, because as I mentioned for you, you seem to be doing really well, at least from the outside perspective. But for a lot of independent artists, it doesn't really come as naturally. What has sort of been some things that have worked successfully for you when it comes from a music business point of view? I really think the first thing is kind of figuring out if you want to do music because you just are passionate about it and you just like to play or if you want to make money out of music like that's I guess that's the biggest kind of thing because a lot of my friends they've they want to do original music or then they want to do original music and covers or they want to just do covers you know like that's so important to figure out at the beginning kind of what direction you want to go in so I figured out obviously you know for musicians like I, I guess I'm giving advice to people who want to break into the covers scene the biggest thing, same thing. Get yourself that really good quality video. Keep everything the same. You know, regular posts on Instagram, letting people know where you are, how to come and see you, and just being nice to everybody. That's probably my biggest tip because it doesn't matter if you're emailing the CEO of Coca-Cola or some, I don't know, 12-year-old kid comes to you up to at a gig or you know, some 40-year-old sleazebag guy at a Bogan pub. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. every single person, you don't know who they are. You don't know what kind of an impact they're going to play later on in your life. Let's say, you know, someone ends up becoming the manager of somewhere. You know what I mean? You've just got to be mm-hmm. nice to everyone. Got to spread the love, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. like other, if you're a bad person and you're you're not kind of approaching this in the I guess that's that, that like business and the, and the personal side of it, it really comes together because mm. those people that aren't approaching that in the right way, they're just going to get weaned out eventually. You know, the, the nice and talented people will rise, you know, to the top and then end up getting the most work. So I guess just be a good person <laughs> and keep on top of um, the socials and keep on top of annoying places to book you. That's it. I love it. Yeah, love it's so easy. Much. Just be a pet, be a be a nice pest. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for, for jumping on the podcast today and 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 bring your insight to the audience. Before I let you go, go ahead and plug yourself. Where can people find you on the socials on Twitch? Yeah, where where are you at? Okay, so it's Veronica Lawson on every single platform, and it's V R O N I K A Veronica with a K. It's, um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, singing with my dog, uh, Twitch. Um, I don't have any original music out yet, but maybe all of this COVID lockdown stuff will get me some original music. Oh, and YouTube, obviously, got some singing stuff on there too. So good, all over the place. And I'll make sure to have a bunch of those links um, down in the description where you'll be listening to this podcast so you can go and find Veronica's stuff. Um, regularly streaming on Twitch at the moment, which is very exciting. Um, Once again, Veronica Lawson, thank you so much for coming on the Indie Music Diaries podcast. Thanks for having me.